Star Radio Live. Blog Talk Radio. Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, whatever the case may be, whatever you celebrate, whatever your religion is. Hello, everyone. This is Jim Russell live from the studios in Linden, New Jersey, broadcasting worldwide, worldwide, worldwide through Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Jim Russell, and welcome to Choke That Radio Live. I procrastinated and procrastinated and pushed it and pushed it and pushed it for so long. I even did 199A, 199B, 199C, 199D, 199E, and finally this is episode 200, a very special 200, 200 episodes. There's actually been, already been more than 200 episodes of Dot Radio. It all started as a dream, as a vision. Once I, you know, once I built the man cave, so to speak, and I always wanted to get into broadcasting. Or you know, at this stage of the game, I, I probably still can't get in the ring. But uh, I have a lot going on, so what? What better way for me to give back to the industry that I that I've loved for over three decades than the the starter podcast? And that was my vision for starting Choke Dart Radio. And I had some setbacks, and a lot of things have happened in my personal life, and and still going on. You know, it's not easy raising a child, not easy trying to wrap up school. It's a lot going on, and especially maintaining a day job, managing the team. It's not easy, but I'm here. I'm here two years later, no excuses, a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. Just give you a rundown of what's going to happen today. I have Matthew Ryan Shapiro from Capital Wrestling, who should be calling in momentarily. We'll discuss World War Four, which is happening this Friday, starting at 7.30 at, at 301 Garden Street in Hoboken, New Jersey, 07030. And then after Matthew Ryan Shapiro... I also I'll have my good friend Ralph, your good friend of the show, and we'll we'll discuss everything from Raw to SmackDown to the Royal Rumble, and hey, it's around the corner. Before you know it, Wrestle Kingdom 12, which I was considering attending all the way up until a few weeks ago. I I I wanted to really dip into my savings and really and really book that flight, and you know my wife's not gonna let me go alone, so uh, my wife. Um, would want to go to Japan. We all, it's been one of our things on our bucket list of to do, and we were gonna. I was going it. I was gonna do it. I was going to swipe the card, and I was gonna actually book my flight to Tokyo. And I actually had the hotel already reserved, but I wound up saying, you know what? I, I don't want to rush everything, and it's just everything's so tight right now. I'd rather just save the money, plan it accordingly, and and hopefully Wrestle Kingdom 13 will be even better than Wrestle Kingdom 12. You know, a lot to look forward to in Wrestle Kingdom, whether it's Cody Rhodes and Ibushi, I believe it is, whether it's Naito and Okada, and, of course, you have Chris Jericho Alpha versus Kenny Omega, in which which is a hell of a fight. 
Yes, could have been better if Chris Jericho was younger. Yes, but you know what? It's, it's still a dream match. Chris Jericho loves to work with the young workers, and he and he's doing a great thing. He's doing great things outside of WWE with his Chris Jericho cruise, and that's going to be one hell of a match. And then will it be a WWE-style match? I don't know. It's no DQs. <laughs> I don't know. What is Meltzer going to give it? <laughs> Five, six stars? Because it's in the Tokyo Dome? I don't know. Well, I know the Tokyo Dome tickets have have sold well. There are 30,000, uh, which is more than uh, the past couple of Wrestle Kingdom says, the Wrestle Kingdom 9. So they're looking good. If You, you know, check out uh, WrestleZone.com. They do have some more information. They actually have a podcast devoted to, I believe, it's New Japan on a weekly basis. So that's cool. That's very good. I wish I could do that. Uh, I did actually, I've done a couple of podcasts on, on New Japan, but I actually did a whole podcast breaking down the matchup between Omega and Okada. Uh, which I'm going to talk about with Ralphie later on. As far as a couple of match of the year candidates, um, you have to put that up there. Either one, whether it's the G1 matchup or whether it's the Wrestle Kingdom matchup. You know, if, if you're doing a top ten of overall wrestling matches, overall, I'm not talking specifically to Raw or SmackDown or WWE or NXT, you, you have to put that. You just have to. You just have to put that in your conversation. Uh, so yeah, so that's going to be the rundown for today. He should be calling me soon. Um I don't know. Let's see. Uh, he did retweet that he would be on the show. So we'll see. So in the meantime, yeah, my uh, my boy Ralph will be calling at 930. So a lot happened this week. Um, Monday Night Raw broadcasted for the first time ever on Christmas Day. Interesting turn of events. I, I did – someone did send me a picture that Seamus uh, suffered through sp- uh, spinal stenosis, uh, which is why – probably why – him and, and Cesaro, the bar, dropped the straps. It's sad news because David Wright has that, and he has not been the same. And, and also Tyson Kidd has that, or I think has that, and hasn't wrestled since. So that that's a career-ending or, or career-threatening injury to Sheamus. And it's sad, which is why Jason Jordan has been pushed to the moon and is now a tag team champ with Seth Rollins. Now, what's going to be the payoff with that? Who knows? I have no idea. Is Ambrose going to come back early? Did they exaggerate his nine-month uh, absence so that he could come back and turn heel and we could see Rollins versus Ambrose again, this time Ambrose as the heel? Now, where does that leave Kurt Angle's son? I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. Now, a lot – well, we all know that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar too is going to most likely happen, right? The question now becomes how do you how do you get to that point? Does Roman Reigns – win another Rumble in Philadelphia where they booed him out of the building, where they even had The Rock come out and, and help Roman Reigns? Do they do that? Or do they save it for the chamber and have Roman Reigns win the chamber? Well, I'll, I'll talk to Ralphie Mo about this. And do they let Nakamura win? Now, interesting article that I, I saw somewhere on Facebook where Omega commented on Nakamura how – He's being mishandled uh, on the main roster, and he has nothing memorable on the main roster. It, look, mm-hmm. I, I agree, disagree. I agree and disagree with that. I agree with with what um, with what he mentioned as far as yes, he hasn't ha- have not had anything memorable to say the least on the main roster, but at NXT, he's had some great wars with Joe and, and some great matchups. The great matchup with Sami Zayn, his debut, I believe is WrestleMania 32 weekend. So 
I agree with him to an extent. Now, the problem is, and then I believe the article was, and I believe one of, it was someone that made a comment. Someone that made a comment was talking about how the strong style, it's off emotion, and it's, and it's basically just, I'm not saying you wing everything, uh, basically off emotion and what you do with the crowd as opposed to the WWE, or, or maybe that's what, this is what Omega was talking about, how Omega, how everything is scripted from um, the matchups to the maneuvers to promos, everything is very well scripted to the extent that that there's no room for creativity for the on the wrestler's part. You're basically just a puppet in the show. And, and, I, and I believe, uh, I, hey, Omega, Omega backs has backed it up in the past. So to an extent, I agree with him. You know, with Nakamura's style, you, it's very difficult to pre-plan um, the the Shinsai kick or, or whatever the hell he does um, and, and without any emotion. So I, I agree to an extent. You know, his, his English is so-so, so his promos are not going to be out of the rock or flair or anything like that. And then his style is different. So I don't know. Maybe they just have to accommodate more towards his style and, and let, him, let him really do what he does best and with that strong style. So that was an interesting article and interesting comments by Kenny Omega. You know, it's been some great hype with Omega and, and Jericho for Wrestle Kingdom 12. I'll talk more about that later. And that was interesting by Kenny Omega on his comments on Shinsuke Nakamura, one of the best badasses on <laughs> on, WWE, on New Japan to, to I don't want to say regulated to Lumberjack, but he hasn't been done, doing much. He lost to um, Jinder Mahal twice, and then he's been in the tag team. He was in the main event, um, or one of the co- co- main events, you know, teaming up with Orton, but now we'll see. Now, I, I do think that he could still salvage, you know, it's not like he's, He's over. He's charismatic. So I, I, I believe, I really do believe Nakamura, if he wins the Rumble, he's fine. And, then he, and if he squares up against AJ, it'll, the build will be fine. And I think he'll be fine going forward. Like, I, I don't foresee that being a problem. Now, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and the easy logic would be, you know, with the storyline that's been going on ever since SummerSlam, basically, you know, Kevin Owens logically should win the Rumble, being that he's been feuding with Shane since SummerSlam, or even before SummerSlam, had his war with him at Hell in a Cell, basically cost, or almost cost, or did cost to an extent their match at the Survivor Series, and, and, and their job was on the line. Jobs were on the line at the last pay-per-view Clash of Champions, and it makes sense for him to somehow win the Rumble, and, and then the road from the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania would be for, you know, for Shane to try to screw always at all costs as far as being champion, right? You would think that, right? Logic, but no, <laughs> I don't think that'll happen. Uh, I think what'll happen is I, I think either Nakamura will win or or, or going to win. Interesting because you have the Chamber in February and then in March you have Fastlane and I believe the wherever the it's from, a Nationwide Arena, whatever, has already leaked the, the main event being a Fatal Five Way. If it's true, then AJ Styles will still be champion. And I believe at that point we'll get to see who walks into WrestleMania literally uh, as the champion. So a lot going on on Raw. Brock Lesnar will be on Raw this coming Monday to promote or hype his triple threat match against Kane and Braun Strowman. Hey, Brock Lesnar's done well in triple threat matches in the past. You know, a couple of years ago at Royal Rumble 15, he squared off against Rollins and, 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 John Cena, and that was probably one of the best matches of 2015. All right, I think I have my guest. Uh, 
Give me one second. Here we go. Hey, Matt. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, good, good. Sorry, man. I was just rambling on. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was just trying to kill time. No worries. No worries. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all I was good, my meeting, brother. So. It, it's all good. It's all good, man. How you been? How was your holiday? Holidays were good? Uh, good. It was holiday. It was good. Uh, you know, quiet, but with all the stuff going on, a little heck, just trying to, <laughs> just trying to get through to the 29th. I hear you, my brother. I hear you. I hear you. I know. I know. Right, man. I'm glad to hear you did well, or at least you're it was a working holiday for you, and, uh, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens on Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, let's get right to it, man. So, I want to – I did some research as far as the card, and I guess we could just talk about each matchup. Um, so, the Twitch ex- exclusive. Before we get into anything, uh, explain to the fans about, about Twitch, about your deal with Twitch. All right. Uh, well, Capital Wrestling, thank you so much for having me back on the show. Capital Wrestling no problem, has bro. partnered with – Twitch. Uh, Twitch is Amazon.com's live streaming platform for video games and video game culture. Uh, Pro wrestling has adapted uh, to the Twitch platform. We join companies like House of Hardcore, Wrestle Circus, Excite, and we broadcast our weekly television there every single Monday night at 7.05 p.m. with replays shown throughout the week, especially after Raw, before SmackDown, after SmackDown. So, uh, we live stream our show every single week, but in part with our partnership with Twitch, not only is there a financial benefit, but there is the opportunity to live stream our shows. So if you're sitting at home right now, whether you're in Bayside, Queens, or Manila in the Philippines, you're able to watch Capital Wrestling this Friday night, World War Four live on Twitch. So if you're not able to make it to Hoboken, New Jersey, we will be broadcasting the entire event like a WWE, you know, a Ring of Honor, New Japan-style pay-per-view. Uh, the whole broadcast, including two exclusive matches that you're not going to see on Capital Wrestling Television. There's one match that's an audience exclusive that starts around uh, 7.15. But at 7.30, uh, right before World War IV goes on the air, we'll have our free-for-all which is a half hour featuring two Twitch exclusive matches, including our matches zero concept, which is one of our original concepts uh, developing over year one here in capital. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I think the Twitch exclusive, one of the matches that I saw was uh, the black and brave wrestling Academy. I believe that Seth Rollins is involved with that. Am I right? Like, is that, is that the Academy yes. they're involved with? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Seth so, Allen, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seth Rollins. So, uh, sorry. I'm sorry, man. We're all excited about it. So, yes, go ahead. Finish your sentence. I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> yeah, Seth Rollins' school with Merrick Brave over in Davenport, Iowa. We have a really good relationship with them. Ronnie Burton, who not only is one of our wrestlers but a member of our production staff, uh, is a graduate of the Black and Brave Academy. And we are a company predicated on opportunity. If you sure. want to wrestle for us or if you want to give our company a shot, we give you – the opportunity to do so, whether it's with our seminars, and we have a seminar going on this Friday hosted by Brutal Bob Evans, which will not only be an in-ring seminar, but an on-camera television production seminar, so you can learn how to present a character, how to be a better interview, how to develop yourself in the ring and outside of the ring. But we have Four of the best and brightest from the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy 
We've got Gyasi and Travis Titan going up against Eddie Machete and Xander Killen. Uh, and Eddie Machete is one of the longer tenured guys in, out of the group, but these are four hungry, talented guys driving, I think, 13 hours from Davenport to Hoboken. And they're looking to make an impression. And they are the first match we will ever brought live on Twitch. So not only is it a history-making moment, but if you're a fan of Seth Rollins, these are the guys trained right from under him. So if you're a fan of the Shield, you get to see that coaching tree on display right at 7.30 this Friday night. Out the gate, right? For not not just like, oh, halfway in the car, no, like uh, first match out the gate. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, our, it's our opening contest on our broadcast. Before the start of the show, we will have uh, an audience-exclusive match, but that's our first match on the free-for-all starting at 7.30 free-for-all. if you're – Exactly. Yeah, if you watched if you watched WWF pay per views in the nineties, you remember that half hour before uh, WWE pay per views. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Uh, sadly, we could not book Doc Hendricks, but uh, Stephen <laughs> James okay. and Harry Turjanian would be more than adequate in hosting. Uh, and then we have Match Zero, which is yep. Juba making his return to Capital Wrestling to take on Logan Black's quote unquote flunkies his underlings, his students, the AOC, Bene, and Sinclair. Both of the, all three of these guys are really good examples of the growth in New York wrestling. All three really talented performers. I know you know them from Warriors of Wrestling, yes. Jubas from House of Glory, Warriors of Wrestling. He's been all over the Northeast. And Juba and the AOC have had problems for months ever since. Juba came into Capital Wrestling this past July to help out Jeff Cannonball against Logan Black in uh, against John Kerman, pardon me, in Capital Combat. Logan Black and Juba have had their own problems in the past, and they brought it to Capital this past October. And you can watch that match on Capital Television. But this is one of those defining moment matches. Uh, match Zero is a unique match in the sense that it's a ten-minute time limit. Only way okay. you can win by pinfall count on the outside. And the only way you can win is by pinfall or disqualification. No submission, and uh-huh. you've got to win by pinfall. Okay, interesting concept. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. And I, as you know, as you just mentioned, I know the AOC from Warriors Wrestling and then Drew Buff from House of Glory, so I'm looking forward to that. And then let's get into the main cards. So you have the Classics against Stevie Shields and Danger Johnson, correct? Or John, am I correct? Jameson. Danger Jameson. Jameson. So I'm sorry. My, that's my penmanship, but I'm, <laughs> my own, I'm sorry, <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, uh, Danger Jameson and Stevie Shields. Uh, fans of pro wrestling magic will know of these guys. They're very talented and entertaining performers from Pennsylvania looking to create opportunity here in ca- Capital Wrestling. The classics former ECWA tag team champions. You've seen them in the Monster Factory. Real throwbacks. Members of the they're the blue-chip studs of the National Wrestling Alliance. Them and Bo Crockett are the real future of Southern or old-school wrestling. And they're under the tutelage of guys like the Menfo Mofo, the Master of Excellence, Bob Evans, and Tim Hughes. And they're looking for a little bit of redemption. The Classics were on our first-ever event back in March, and they've been unable to get back on the card. They finally are able to come back, and they're going up against a team that is reminiscent of their first opponent, Smiley and Matt Sells, sex-crazed. 
and they're looking to prove and make a statement on Friday night that old school wrestling is the best style of wrestling and that they are the tag team. Capital Wrestling's tag team scene is ridiculous. I would dare to say that it's one of the deepest tag divisions in independent wrestling. And if you look at teams like the Classic, Sex Craze, The Perfect Strangers, Luxury Muscles Incorporated, the New York Wrecking Crew, and, you know, other teams, whether they be makeshift or not, you've got Tough Guy Inc., you've got uh, Joey Ace and Ronnie Burton who have turned into a formidable tag team in capital. These guys are here to prove that they deserve a shot at the tag team titles. And that is going to be a hard, a hard thing to muster, but the Classic's, uh, Tyler Stone and Eric Martin are two tough dudes, and I'm excited to see them back this Friday. I love it. I love it. I love old school wrestling. I love you know the depth in in in, in tag team wrestling, which is I don't want to say a lost art, but you know in, in a lot of areas uh, needs improvement. I'm, but I'm happy that in your organization and Capital Wrestling that it, that there's a lot of depth. You know what I mean? Mhm. Thank you. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, so then let's talk about uh, you. You spoke about Bob Evans before, and I'll segue into my next uh, match. Uh, brutal Bob Evans, and, and you talk about you spoke about Tim Hughes against. I believe is it still Nyla Rose and a mystery partner, or is that has that been settled? Yeah. Or no, Nyla has not found a partner yet. She told us she had somebody, but okay. for one reason or another, he's not unable to make the show. Something about a plane or some sort of bodybuilding. Con- she was very unclear. Um, but uh, Friday night she says she will get a partner no matter what, even if she has to take someone from the crowd and have them right. be her partner, she will do that. So if you're coming on Friday night, Jim, I think you may need to, like, you know, uh, <laughs> do a little bit of stretching. Right? Bring, yeah, get your gear with you. Bring, always bring your gear, brother. But going up against Bob Evans and Tim Hughes, we last saw them in the tag team number one contender gauntlet on Capitol Television back this past summer. One of the most traveled, well-traveled teams in pro wrestling in 2017. We've seen them two times before in Capital Wrestling. This time they are looking to inch a little closer towards the tag team title opportunity. They were denied that by the amazing Grayson back in July. But Bob and Tim, the NRA, this is the first time ever all seven members of the National Wrestling Alliance will be on the same card. So that's wow. an interesting storyline heading into this. What happens when all of the members of the NRA are in the same building at the same time? Are we going to see guys like Bo Crockett get involved in matches? Are we going to see Bob and Tim try to cause a little bit of a distraction? There's a lot of variables at play going into Friday night. So. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see watching at home or watching with us at the Capitol Auditorium what goes down. Absolutely. And then you spoke about, uh, you segue uh, into my next matchup, the, the Menfo, uh, Mofo Mark, and, and, and Butte Crockett against uh, Hank Flanders and Isaiah Wolf. Can you tell us about this uh, matchup? Oh, this match, this match came to be because people don't know how to act on Twitter. Okay. Uh, Mark, <laughs> the, the Menfo Mofo Mark Rivora was originally supposed to face Jason Karloff back in October, but Mofo had an injury. Uh, he suffered an issue with some blood clots in his leg, and he was medically he was not medically cleared to wrestle. Isaiah Wolf has been trying to get into Capital Wrestling for almost a year now. He's bought tickets to the show. 
He has snuck into the show. He's put this stuff up on social media. He's bothered our, our interviewer, one of the hosts of Capital Wrestling, Candace Cordelia. Uh, basically, he literally gave her his phone once for oh, wow. him to call her. He did not ask for her number. He did not give him her his number. He literally <laughs> handed her his phone to try to get with her. <laughs> Following that, Isaiah Wolf has continued on Twitter with his friend, good-looking Hank Flanders, uh, <laughs> in an attempt to try to get with Candace Cordelia. But Bo Crockett, not having any of this, I think he's got, he's got an eye for Candace as well, has been engaging in a little bit of smack talk with Wolf and Flanders on Twitter. And we were looking at it, and we decided, screw it. It's going to be a match. It's going to be Flanders and Isaiah Wolf team to be announced because we never know what's going to happen with them. They are unpredictable, to say the least, uh, against Crockett and Mofo. And both of these guys are looking to shut up Isaiah Wolf and shut up Hank Flanders, which is a hard thing to do. But (laughs) it's it's four of the most outspoken guys in capital wrestling and that's going to be an entertaining match. I'm just looking forward to seeing how these guys interact in the ring. And who the fans root for? None of the exactly. guys in this match are likable. And that's me <laughs> saying that. But it's going to be fun to watch what happens on Friday night. I, I like this match. I like every match on this card. But this one's an interesting uh, canary in the coal mine for these guys. Absolutely. Yep, and I'm looking forward to seeing it as well. Uh, I want to transition over to the winner-take-all championship match between Ken Dixon and John Kerman. So I know I, w- I was at the last show, and I guess the champion is Dixon, I'm correct? Is he uh, the official champion, or is this vacant? Or can you explain to the fans uh, about this championship match? Yeah, uh, Ken Dixon is the quote-unquote undisputed champion of Capital Wrestling. Back okay. in October, Marcus Dowling was going to announce the first-ever Capital Wrestling Champion, but Matthew Ryan Shapiro, hey, how's it going, bought <laughs> the Capital Wrestling Championship, bought the belt outright from the belt maker, so it is legally his property. Okay. And he proposed to Ken Dixon for him to be the champion. So Ken Dixon is, by all is facets ch- of the law, Matthew Ryan Shapiro's <laughs> Capital Wrestling Champion. And Good. the the match was made. Marcus Dowling is the matchmaker in Capital Wrestling, and he made it Dixon versus Cap- Kerman. John Kerman, a mixed martial artist, a pro mixed martial artist, a longtime friend of Marcus Dowling, was in a war this year with Jeff Cannonball. He's been kicking people below the belt, been kicked below the belt. In July at Capital Combat, Kerman got thrown. Thing I had to deal with, but Kerman's looking for retribution. He's looking for redemption, and he's looking to walk away with not only the Capital Wrestling Championship, but the Primal Conflict Wrestling Title and the Wildcat Sports Revolution Title. All three belts held by Ken Dixon. Hashtag Kenny Three Belts. And that match is going to be two tough ball dudes. Try to beat the piss out of one another. <laughs> wow. If, if you like fights, and I know you like fights, this yes. one is going to be one you want to watch. This one's going to lay the leather in 
we're going to have a good old-fashioned fight in Hoboken on Friday night. Uh, looking forward to that. Yes, I, I love an old-school fight. <laughs> All right, I want to transition to the Masters of Excellence against uh, Waldman Congo. Can you tell me a little bit about this or tell us about this? Well, the Waldman Congo, you've seen him in Ring of Honor. You've seen him all across the country. And is one of the most dangerous heavyweights in all of pro wrestling. And one thing Capital Wrestling loves to do is put on a fight between heavyweights. The... Master of Excellence was formerly known as the Pain Train Preston Quinn, the man that won the first ever main event in Capital Wrestling history, defeated Mike Law in the main event of the second Capital Wrestling show, and he's become distance he's become disenfranchised from pro wrestling. He's disenchanted by it. He hates the idea of sports entertainment and modern wrestling. And after a loss to one of the symbols of modern wrestling, DJ Hyde back in July, he reached a breaking point, and he is one of the few people to have ever been christened a masked superstar by Bill Eady, the original masked superstar. So he's embracing his roots, and he has decided to become the master of excellence. He has donned a mask. He has donned a cape and cowl because he is ashamed of the state of modern professional wrestling and refuses to show his face. That is why he is under the mask, and he is doing it to prove a point and to kill sports entertainment. And he and the NRA look to remake pro wrestling in their image. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. It should be a great matchup uh, this Friday, man. I, I also want to transition into <laughs> uh, the Packy Chip death match. Jeff Cannonball, Logan Black. Can you tell us how this Packy Chip challenge came about? <laughs> uh, well... How it came about was uh, Jeff Cannonball was filming his digital show, The Flaming Table, after our October event, and he did it with a few members of the Capitol Wrestling roster. He did it with Matt Seltz, he did it with Smiley, and he did it with Ryan Zane, and the episode went up online, and we, we sent it to Packy Chips, and we were like, hey, you guys want to work together? They were like, yeah, we'll send you some free chips and do what you can. And me being the masochistic bastard that I am, I was like, what if we did a loser eats the chip challenge? (laughs) And Jeff Cannonball and Logan Black have issues going back a few months. Logan Black and Jason Sinclair attacked Jeff Cannonball after his second match with John Kerman when we were still operating out of Jersey City. And you can see that in every match, all uh, 38 episodes of Capital Wrestling Television on YouTube at youtube.com slash capital wrestling. And these guys are known for using weapons, using plunder, using anything, whether it's their body or someone else's body to get a victory. And now with that, uh, that razor, the sword of Damocles of the one chip challenge swinging above their head, the hottest piece of food you can eat is the Carolina reefer pepper. And this chip wow. is dusted with the Carolina Reaper pepper. So wow. someone's mouth is going to be ablaze on Friday <laughs> night. Wow, that'll be interesting. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> um, I want to transition, before we get into the number one contender match, um, explain to the fans uh, your deal with Sapphire. I guess you rechristened the belt, and now it's called the Sapphire TV Championship. Can you tell us about it that? Is the Saf- yeah. 
Uh, we are very good friends with uh, Sapphire NYC, the men's establishment, the the, the clubs, the, the nightlife uh, company based out of New York City, and mm-hmm. they wanted to build a partnership with us. And they said, we have a championship belt. We would love to have someone be the Sapphire NYC champion. And we have the Capital Wrestling Television belt, and it's Mike Law's belt that he bought and purchased, the Intergender World Championship of the Known Universe. So we negotiated a deal where from now until the end of time, the Capital Wrestling Television Championship is now the Capital Wrestling Sapphire Television Championship. And on Friday night, we will have a special championship presentation. Two lovely representatives of Sapphire NYC will be attending our event and christening Mike Law with his brand-new championship belt. It's a beautiful belt. Have you seen the belt yet? I've seen it. I think I've seen it online. I think uh, it's pretty cool. No, it's it's, it's dope. (laughs) I'm looking forward to seeing it. uh, Yeah, it's a really awesome belt, and I'm excited for the fans to see it around the world on Twitch on Friday night. (laughs) <laughs> yep, uh, I'm going to transition into Mike Law He's going to be in the number one contender match Am I right? Uh, Gangone, Anthony Gangone, Matt McIntosh, LSG, Mike Law, and Ryan Zane um, Whoever wins this bout is it's going to be what in the championship match at the next show? Am I right? No, they'll be headlining anniversary, uh, we oh, anniversary. Got five of the, yeah, We have five of the most unique and dynamic performers in the industry today We've got Matt McIntosh, who is a top guy Leon St. Giovanni, who you can see every single week on Ring of Honor television. He's looking to break out as a single in Capital Wrestling, who was in the first ever main event. It was him, it was the Master of Excellence, and it was Logan Easton LaRoe in our first ever main event. Uh, Leon St. Giovanni, one of the best professional wrestlers and someone I've known for six years. And Leon St. Giovanni is a blue chipper. And then you've got Anthony Gangone. Anybody from the New York metropolitan area knows Anthony Gangone and knows him to be one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet today. A dynamic performer, knows what he's doing, looks at a myriad of wrestlers for inspiration, but people like William Regal, people like Dave Taylor, people like Raven, his psychology is one of the best in pro wrestling, one of the sharpest minds in our industry. And that match right there, those three right there would be good enough. But then you have a, a variable like Ryan Zane and Ryan Zane is one of those wrestlers that I've seen grow up in the industry. And this year we've seen Ryan Zane initially as a, a, a bowling pin. He was bowled over by Ken Dixon on our first show. He was bowled over by Paul Jordan. But then he started teaming with the Danger Sanctuary. He became a member of the Danger Sanctuary. And his partner, Vinny Pacifico, has been sidelined with a knee injury and has recently yep. been cleared. Before, we, before the card was set for December, he was legally cleared to wrestle. But on December 29th, Ryan Zane told him, no, I need you on the outside. And ever since he started sipping the disco lemonade of the Danger Sanctuary, we've seen a completely different personality. And if you've ever seen a hipster walk down West 4th Street and he's got that look in his eye like he hasn't seen a bed in about a month and his eyes are droopy, his beard's unkempt, that's Ryan Zane as a person. 
and you throw him in there with those three other elements, and then you throw him in with the Sapphire television champion, Mike Law, who is oh. looking to prove himself. The first time he was in the main event, he lost to Preston Quinn. Now he's got the opportunity to not only win on Friday night, but head to March 24th, back in Hoboken, our one-year anniversary, a show that no one thought that we would get to, and have an opportunity to take the Capital Wrestling title away from whether it's Ken Dixon, John Kerman, or even Eric Royal, who gets the title shot on February 10th when we return to Hoboken, and tickets will be on sale for that uh, on December 29th. But any one of these guys can main event anniversary. The, every single person in this match has a case to why they should not only be the number one contender, but why they should be Capital Wrestling champion. And when the roster for five guys deep is that good, imagine the people coming up from behind them. Imagine how good Ken Dixon has to be when Matthew Ryan Shapiro looked past all these guys and gave the belt to Ken Dixon. You think about that for a second. And you say you don't want to see that show, you don't want to see these guys wrestle, then you probably don't like pro wrestling. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for giving us that perspective. And then I, I believe I have one more matchup, the main event, World War Four. I believe is a Survivor Series elimination style, right? Uh, Sonny Kiss, Matt Sells, Smiley, and I guess the Perfect Strangers against the Bastards, uh, yourself, uh, Paul Jordan, uh, Smooth Blackman, and the Luxury Muscle, Muscles, Inc. Am I correct? Yeah, it's it's a six on six match. It's okay. the, well, but it's now a six on five because Chris Seaton uh, unfortunately broke his leg in October. But it is Team Capital Wrestling, Sunny Kiss, the Perfect Strangers, Sex Craze, which is Matt Sells and Smiley, and a mystery partner because Marcus mm-hmm. Gallen can't find anybody to like him enough for five minutes, let alone <laughs> to go to a war for him against the Bastards, which is six foot eight, two hundred ninety-seven, three-quarter pounds of Endgame, Paul Jordan. Smooth Blackman, and then on loan from Porsche Vaughn, the Femivus, la-di-da, is <laughs> the team of Luxury Muscles Incorporated, Stan Styles, and his new tag team partner, the Blue Chip Prospect, the guy that is prototype of what you want in a pro wrestler, Mick Drake. The dude, you've got two of the most vascular guys in pro wrestling. And then leading the team, for the first time ever, stepping into the ring as a wrestler, Matthew Ryan Shapiro. That's right, folks. If you've wanted to see, hear, see this big mouth get shut, if you've ever wanted to see Matthew Ryan Shapiro get emasculated in the middle of the ring, well, first of all, that's not going to happen on Friday night. But if you want to pay to see that happen and then be invariably disappointed, much like your love lives, your political lives, and your social lives, Come on out on the Friday night, pay $20, pay $25, buy some food, and watch me do what you think I can't do. Uh, have you been, uh, have you had any regimen, or I don't, I, don't, I don't want you to give away any spoilers, but have you been uh, working on it behind the scenes? Are you, are you ready? You feel ready? You feel pumped for Friday? Oh, yeah, you know, doing yoga. On an all green diet, yeah, of course. 
Oh, man, looking forward to it. Uh, tell everyone one last time how can they uh, get tickets to Friday, um, et cetera. All right. This Friday night, we return Capital Wrestling World War Four. We push the button in our first ever live special, streaming all across the world on Twitch. But we want you to be in the house for it. We want you to be in the Capitol Auditorium and experience this history-making night. This is our barely legal 97. This is the biggest night in Capitol Wrestling history. The easiest way for you to be a part of it is to go buy your tickets now. Tinyurl.com slash capital with an O. WW the number four. That's tinyurl.com slash capital W. W4, or if you want to treat the family, if you want to have an experience, our friends over at Groupon Live have a two for 20 general admission sale going on till tomorrow. After tomorrow, you won't be able to take part in this deal, but it's two for 22 general admission seats for $20, and you can get that at Groupon.com. Just search Capital Wrestling. Go to tinyurl.com slash capital WW4 for tickets and information for this Friday night. The address is 301 Garden Street in Hoboken, New Jersey. It is 10 minutes away from New York City, a 10-minute walk from downtown Hoboken, past train station. So don't be afraid. Don't think you got to take a bus, a train, another bus, a boat, and then ask a troll three questions. All you got to do is get on the path train, walk 10 minutes, walk on over to Garden Street through the heart of Oboken, right past Cake Boss, right, back, right past Grimaldi's Pizzeria, and head on down. Come to the Capitol. Eight great matches, two Twitch-exclusive matches, and one audience-exclusive match. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. We go live around the world at 7.30 with a Capital Wrestling free-for-all. Folks, you do not want to miss this show. If you support professional wrestling, if you care about independent wrestling, if you want to see the business succeed in 2018, if you're tired of the same shit on your television every Monday night, Tuesday night, (laughs) if New Japan doesn't do it for you, if Ring of Honor doesn't do it for you, if your mother doesn't do it for you, come to the Capital. Try a true alternative and the classic never die and never neither does Capital Wrestling. Nice mic drop, Matthew Ryan Shapiro. Thank you for coming on again. It was great discussing the card in depth with you, and uh, I should see you there Friday. I'll let you know by tomorrow if I can make it. All right, all right, all right buddy. I hope I see you and everybody listening to this show this Friday night. Get your tickets now. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right, man. Take care. Thank you. All right, man, that was Matthew Ryan Shapiro. Uh, we, we we discussed Capital Wrestling's card, World War Four. Mic drop, he was out. Awesome job um, with him promoting that. Now, we went a little bit over. Sorry, Ralphie. Uh, you, you, you know, you was on the line for a couple of minutes. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. It feels good to be back yeah. on the show. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I was, I, was, I said in my opener, I've... You know, it started as a little vision in 2013. I eventually put it into action in 2014, and almost what three years plus later, you know, all these uh, all these friends and all these guests. So you know, I can't complain. It's been a blessing, you know. Yeah, man. Kind of just gotta keep it growing. Keep getting the yeah, podcast up. 
Absolutely, I know, and I, and I, I get a lot of requests from folks. I know, radio exactly. <laughs> that's right, that's right, man. There's a lot to talk about. I don't even know where to start. Um, I kind of touched a little bit on it because Matthew Ryan got on late, so I kind of had to like kill time until he got on a little bit. But a lot happening heading into Royal Rumble, as you know. There's a lot of rumors even uh, of WrestleMania like location for next year, but I won't, I won't get into every single conversation, every single piece of dirt sheet. But I do, you know, heading into the Royal Rumble, uh, of course, you have the main, you know, the Universal Championship and the three-way dance or triple threat match. Uh, you have Lesnar, you have Braun Strowman, you have Kane. Um, I be- I think the average fan knows that we're going to get Reigns and 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 Lesnar too. But how does he, how do you see this match playing out? Um, I think because of the backlash of not having a championship on TV every week, <clears throat> they haven't defended the title since. Survivor Series, even before that. No, he, he, let, yeah. he didn't defend it at Survivor Series. I think he defended it at um. He fought Strowman, right? The pay per view before, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I think me personally, not dirt cheap. You know, no Dave Meltzer. Ball <laughs> um, <laughs> Strowman, man. I mean, I, I think they, they so? dropped the ball with him. I think they dropped the ball at one point. Um. When so when he, he didn't hot. kick he out, hot. yeah, he he was super hot. But there was a point where he didn't kick out of the um, of the F five, and like the the internet lost their mind, um, and that kind of you know slowed him down a bit. But I think now with this whole feud with Kane, um, I don't know. I have a feeling that he's gonna win. I think he's gonna win, and then it'll be him and Reigns at Mania because. That's the match that people are are into. That's what people want to see. Like honestly, that that you know, me personally, Reigns listening too. I like I I, I like Brock, but mm-hmm. you know, he's getting a little stale because it's yeah, the same yeah. match all the time. You know, thirty yeah, suplex, 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 <laughs> and, and that's it. You know, he doesn't do anything else. He's capable of doing more, but he doesn't do anything else. And me. You know, as he a lifelong fan. Yeah, he did a little with more. With AJ, style, AJ pushes the limit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and carried the match, but I feel like he uh, getting a little stale. And I think you know, fans are very vocal, man. When when they want something, you know, it's hard to not give it to them. Um, I know. You know, look at the backlash with the whole. Not to jump off, you know, to multiple subjects, but. Look at the backlash yeah. with the whole Finn, Finn Balor thing. Absolutely. Know, it was supposed to be Balor, Balor, um, Lesnar. And that didn't happen. So, I don't know. I think I think Strowman's going to take it. I really think so. He's going to go so? into oh, Mania. That'd be good. That'd be... <laughs> He'll go into Mania as champion, lose it to Reigns. I can see that. I can see that. But I think the Vince logic would be, oh, uh, Brock beat Taker. Reigns beat Taker. <laughs> Let's have him fight again. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. But you're right. I think Vince you're right. needs right. to. He needs to just take a step back and just <laughs> hand over the reins to Triple H, man. I know, I know, I know. Um, also, we also have the first ever women's uh, Royal Rumble. I'm excited for it because you know, let's face it. 
the women are more and more equal than the men. You've seen, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to repeat the video package from a couple of months ago. You know, of course we've seen what Rousey's done in MMA, what Serena Williams has done in tennis. We've seen what the U.S. women's uh, soccer team has done in soccer, and of course, logically, the WWE wants to go with, you know, with modern times, and, and they've done. Hell in a Cell, first ever, Money in the Bank, first ever. So this is the next logical step. I know there was a, there's been a mixed reaction online through different, you know, people, so to speak. Uh, I don't want to put anyone on blast, but, you know, what is your opinion about that, and what do you think is going to happen? What do you think will happen? Or who do you think wins, I guess, at the end? What's your opinion? So, wins? I think it's a really good thing that they're doing this women's Royal Rumble. It's about time that, you know, Women are treated fair. Sometimes they have the best match of the night. I mean, you could even go back to Takeover in Brooklyn a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, Bailey and Sasha, they stole the show. You know, and yeah. then fast forward a month later, they had an Iron Woman match. They stole the show. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm glad they're doing this Rumble. I think it's a good thing. Um, who knows? They might even, maybe one day they'll have an all women pay per view. You know, yeah. game steps, but. You know, I, I definitely think they deserve it. They, they they put out quality matches, and and it's about time, man. You know, it's a new it's a new time that we're living in. It's no longer the man, women's man. wrestling we grew up on, and like brawn panty yeah. matches and pillow fights and none of exactly. that. Like these women actually get out there, and you know, can throw down with the best of them. I mean, you know, we go to tons of indie shows. There's tons of female talent out there that are freaking amazing. You know, yep. and and it's only going to keep growing and getting better. As far as who I think is going to win, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go either Nia Jax or Oscar. Right. I want to pick one of those. Yeah. I don't think Rousey is going to be able to. Um, I don't even think she's going to be in the Rumble because there's like a movie she's filming. Yeah. And it's going to interfere. So I'm going to go with either Oscar or or Nia Jax. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think Asuka wins. Um, I see Nia Jax as, like, eliminating, like, ten people, <laughs> like a Roman Reigns. I don't see her winning. I see her losing, like, having, like, five women thrown over the top. But I do see her in the Rumble for a very long time. Uh, do you anticipate any, like, surprise returns, whether it's Trish or Beth Phoenix or Lita or any of those old school girls from the Attitude Era, you think? Um, yeah, I, I think they're going to do it. Um Probably Trish, probably Lita, uh, maybe even some of the um, let's see, like Beth Phoenix, maybe mm-hmm. maybe even um, like you know the newer like the after Attitude Era, but like you know the dark <laughs> the dark times, Ruth those kind of women, uh, like yeah, like Kenneth Michelle, Tori Wilson, some people like that. <laughs> yeah, probably them. Sure. <laughs> Um, I, I think def- definitely a lot of NXT um, yes. call-ups. Not call-ups, but, you know, just for the match. Yeah. I could definitely see, like, Peyton Royce. Or I could see, what, what is it, the, the duo, whatever they call themselves. The iconic uh, duo, yo. They're, they're iconic awesome. Iconic duo. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah, awesome. And then, and then maybe uh, maybe uh, Ramona Reigns comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in and eliminates everybody and wins. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, speaking of, of Reigns, he's the current IC champ. Um, 
what do you think happens with him? I was talking to Dino, ironically, about this. You know, you know Dino. Uh, could they do a champion versus champion uh, match of, uh, you know, Reigns against Lesnar? Or, or what do you think? Well, I, I guess we kind of already discussed Reigns. The question becomes now, does he drop the IC strap from not a mania? I guess that's my question I want to ask you. I think he loses at the Rumble to uh, Samoa Joe. You think so? Yeah, they need because they're, they're, it looks Samoa. like they're trying to build up Joe to be like this monster, and mm-hmm. since he he can't be in the title picture, like the world title picture, what better way right. to elevate him and the IC title by giving him, you know, the 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 IC belt, him beating Reigns, you know, again because yeah. Reigns hasn't beaten him yet, right? And also uh, it'll. Yeah, I could see that. And also, if Reigns somehow wins either the Elimination Chamber or the Rumble again, uh, I, I guess I, I guess it makes sense. You want to make him look somewhat weak up, up until that matchup, wherever they're, whether it's the Rumble or, or the Chamber. I, I could see that. I could see that happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Um, what about the tag? We all know what happens. I, I mentioned it earlier with Spinal Synosis and Sheamus. Um, is this a short-term thing, Jordan and Rollins champions, or I don't do they walk into Royal Rumble, walk into Mania? Like, is this long-term? What do you think? Do you think Ambrose returns early? Did they, did they exaggerate his t- return time? You know, what do you think? So I think they're exaggerating his return time, um, just yeah. to make it like a surprise for him to come back. I think they said he'll be out like three months, two or three months. Yep. And on TV, um, he's yeah, that nine months is a lie because they said the same thing about Showman and look how fast he came back. But or Cena, um, he it's torn back. Yeah, well, two for Cena, <laughs> he broke his neck. He was back in two weeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, I can see it playing out that um, they keep the titles until Ambrose comes back and Ambrose turns heel and costs them the belts, probably to the revival. There's no one else on Raw. I mean, you know, unfortunately, Sheamus got hurt. You know, my favorite team. Right, right. And, and you know, my and favorite I don't team. know. Anderson Gallows is the good brother. Oh, brother. yeah, well, they they kill those guys, man. They need to, like, they just, move to SmackDown or something. Yeah, SmackDown is the, the best tag division right now. <laughs> I know. Brizongo. Uh, you have uh, Ascension, you have Rusev Day, you have uh, the, the Bolang Connection, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, AKA the Uso, AKA yes, the Usos. <laughs> you have the New Day, yeah, yeah. You have the American Alpha version too. You have a lot of great teams. <laughs> yeah, man, and, and, and they're always putting out exciting matches. But I think on Raw, um, I don't know. They need to do something. They they haven't like, officially. Like mentioned anything? It's just like hearsay, like rumors about Sheamus. But I noticed yeah. that he hasn't been taking a lot of bumps. Um, so it could be true. I don't know. I mean, it would suck for him to like have to retire because of that issue. But you know, your health comes first. Of um, course. Raw has a lot of tag teams. It's just I don't know, man. They're not utilizing them correctly. Um, I don't know. You know, they have. They have, you know, like you said, Anderson and Gallows. They could probably get another run. Um, yeah, absolutely. The Hardys are definitely not a tag team anymore because, you know, Matt's broken. Um, yep. You got uh, the Revival back. 
I would like to see a movie yeah. between the revival and Anderson and Gallo. I think that would That'd be, be good. good. I'd absolutely match it, but absolutely. But I think now, yeah, Ambrose comes back early and 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 calls from the belts and turns heel. Yeah, I think so too. Um, one, I guess, there's so many segments. I'll, I'll jump into Cruiserweight and then I'll go into SmackDown. And there's actually a couple of uh, match of the year that I wanted to talk to you about as well. Um, Cruiserweight, you, we all know I'm not a fan of Enzo, <laughs> but you know what? He's been a lot of people. A lot more people have been paying attention to the Cruiserweight division. We saw his with Tommy. You know, he hits the GTS. Uh, you know, t- for, uh, ten out of ten times he does it good. The one time he messes up, he injures Brian Kendrick. What do you think happens from here? Uh, I think GTS is bad, and I don't yeah. see it's Tommy staying on WWE with his contract expires. I think his style and the WWE style don't match. Um, right. He he's he was great in Japan. Yeah, because of that hard ever. hard hitting. Strong style, like God. But he, it, it's just not working for him. He's having a hard time transitioning. Um, right. I don't see him staying well term. I like him, but let's be honest, like he hasn't had like a consistent run ever. No, because he, yeah, he, I know he's, he's got Joe's, he Joe's, got injured. Yeah. You, yep. Then he got it. Yep. His shoulder got injured, and uh, he got dropped on his neck, and he was out for a few months because of that. So he has potential, but I don't know, man. I I just think that he, he hasn't adapted and very injury prone, and he injures other guys. So, right, I know, I know. I also think that Brian Kendrick didn't. What from what I saw, he didn't, or he didn't try to blame. I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, I can't blame. I can't put the blame on Kendrick. I can't put no, the blame, I, blame on Kendrick. <laughs> from what I no, saw, it's, like I, I rewatched and I watched it in slow motion. Kendrick kind of hesitated. And he didn't like drop his head when he was supposed to. But then, right. if he would have dropped it a little sooner, he wouldn't have gotten injured. And I guess the time right. he thought that he was in a mix of move, and he brought his knee up and caught him. So it was like a miscommunication. Yep. I mean, on, on, on a fortunate accident. You never want to see anybody yep. get hurt, but you know, I know that's part of the. Part of the wrestling business, man. Actually, part of the business. Sometimes it happens, yeah. Yep, part of the business, man. All right, uh, so switching over to Tuesday nights, uh, we kind of just touched a little bit on the tag team scene. Uh, Usos are the champs. Um, what do you think happens heading into Rumble? Um, I think American Alpha version 2, I think they confirmed that they're going to fight the Usos next week. What matchup do you think happens at the Royal Rumble? Do you think it's another fatal four-way, or do you think – American Alpha wins to start the year, or what do you think happens? With I think them? to get them all on TV, I think it's probably going to be a fatal four-way because I think next week, um, Rusev Day is going to mm-hmm. interfere and cost right. them the match, and right. then uh, somehow the New Day is going to get involved, and then they're going to end up having a fatal four-way at the Rumble. And I think, and I hope Rusev Day ends up winning. <laughs> But it'll probably be uh, American Alpha too. Yeah, I think so too. I I love Bruce F. Day. Aiden English. We were discussing this earlier. Aiden English, surprisingly, since Simon Gotch left, has is still stayed relevant and somehow. Man, they're so over. I know. <laughs> In Chicago, they were going crazy for uh, Aiden English and and Bruce F. Day. <laughs> so, so we'll you see want to measure how over somebody is. 
they get over in New York and Chicago. Chicago, exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, transitioning to the world title picture, so AJ Styles, you know, he beat the Maharaja. He beat him in the return bout, and we're heading into Royal Rumble, aka WrestleMania season. Um, it looked like Kevin Owens pinned him, so I guess we're gonna get a reigniting of the feud between Owens and AJ with Shane involved again. Um, I don't, me personally. I don't foresee AJ Styles losing until Mania. Um, what, do, what do you think? You think that's the matchup, Owens and, and AJ, or, or what do you think? What do you think happens with AJ for the, the for the Rumble? Probably yeah, mm-hmm. Owens, Owens and uh, and AJ, and then um, you know Shane interfering and, and costing not costing him the title, but costing him the match, um, right? And I read somewhere that they're supposed to have a a fatal four way or a fatal five five way. Fatal five way at the five-way. yeah at the next SmackDown pay per view. Yeah, which is which is in March, March something like the last pay per view before Mania. AJ, Sami Zayn, I think Orton, um, Nakamura, and I don't know who, I forgot who the fifth guy is. <laughs> so. That'll be interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, are you looking it up? <laughs> I, I think, I think, you know, SmackDown has—they have a good roster. They don't have a lot of people, but they have a really right. good roster. And yep. you know, they—they they have tons of talent that can Absolutely. that can they can just throw them in. I mean, look what they did with Jinder Mahal, man. A lot of people are crapping on him, but yep. honestly, I think he had a good run. It was something different. I, I think so. He, yep. It was a heel, you know. Uh-huh. And there's people. The, the problem this day and age is you can't make everybody happy. Everybody's gonna complain. Yep. No matter what, people are gonna complain. They'll complain yep. because he has the belt, and they complain because he lost the belt. Yep. You can't make them happy. Yep. So I know I agree. Uh, so you have Fastlane, SmackDown exclusive. You have Elimination Chamber, Raw exclusive. Now, to me, whoever, obviously, it's obvious. It's, it's easy booking. Whoever wins the Rumble, uh, the other brand has to win the Chamber, right? To, I mean, to me, I don't know. That's the only way you could clearly define it. Two number one contenders. So, by default, I'm, I'm assuming my pick would be Nakamura for the Men's Rumble, and then Reigns will probably win the number one contender somehow at Elimination Chamber. Do you see that happening, or do you see it playing out differently? Heading into New Orleans, um, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, man, and and <laughs> I'm gonna say either either Nakamura is gonna win, or they're gonna they're gonna make John Cena win. <laughs> and a lot of people are gonna get pissed off. I know, I know, I know. Because yeah, I you're think not the only that one. they think, really. Yep. They uh, sorry to cut you off, but I think that they they want him, John Cena, to be to beat Flair's record and be the seventeen um, time champion. Yeah. Wow, well, man! I don't know. The fans really want AJ Nakamura. The return about Yeah, man, they teased it like a few pay per views ago in that ladder match. Yep. The money in the bank. Yeah, and I um, what was it? AJ 
I think he did like an interview somewhere, and he said that he asked Vince if they could do a sterile because he's like yep. the crowd will go nuts. Yep. Vince gave him permission, yep. and the crowd went nuts. That's what people want to see. So I'm pulling yep. for Nakamura. I think he is, but they haven't done anything with him because I think nah. they're holding him back for something else. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go with, with Nakamura. I mean, like he hasn't even been on SmackDown in a few weeks. I know. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, I think they're keeping him off TV because they're gonna have him win the Rumble. Right. It'd be good, man. I think I think Nakamura AJ will steal the show just on that one. Oh It'd man, we'll be, be worth the flight and hotel and all that. You know, <laughs> people will get to see the real like Nakamura, not this watered down no. version. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people complaining, and I. I don't, you, you probably didn't. I don't know if you listened to the first couple of minutes of, of the show, but I was talking about how Omega was mentioning in some sort of interview how what you see on TV with Nakamura is nowhere near. I'm paraphrasing basically what you've seen in New Japan. No, I read. I read what he what he said. I read it today. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's absolutely right. Can you blame? I don't blame him. Yeah. He's right. And and it's stuff yeah. like that that holds guys from coming back or coming yeah. to WWE. Yeah, and he says that in WWE, yeah. everything is micromanaged from the uh, the way you write the match, the even like the taunts to the promos, yeah, and it seems like in New Japan, everything is just like you know, you just go on uh, emotion and strong styles of emotion, and you know, <laughs> and WWE is tough, let's, you know, to do that because of the the way be honest, it's structured. Yeah. Let, let's be honest. If you were Kenny Omega, and you yeah. were as big as you are right now, without the mm-hmm. machine behind you. And you have yep. probably the number two selling shirt in Hot Topic, and yep. you occasionally wrestle for Ring of Honor, but you your yep. home base is New Japan. Would you come to WWE? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, I wouldn't do it either. Money, you're ma- yeah, yeah, you're making equal, if not probably more money, on the independent circuit, or not independent, but outside of WWE, as opposed to within the WWE. Between. Between the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. they don't they don't need they don't need to go back or come to WWE. They yeah. don't need it. Yeah, you know the, the wrestling wrestling's changing, man. It's not like before. You know now you know the New Japan got a streaming service. They're coming out yep. with video games. Um, yep. They're slowly growing, man. They're they're creeping up. And, and expansion in New York, in the U.S., when, you know, all that stuff. When, when Vince starts to realize, stop all this cartoon BS, mm-hmm. then then maybe people will care. I mean, come on. We watch Raw and SmackDown, and how many times we're like, yo, I fell asleep, or it's the same damn matches every week. Oh, my God. Tired, I don't man. think I've stayed up. I haven't stayed up for an entire Raw in months. I have to catch up the next Man, day. <laughs> I go to sleep at 10 o'clock, and I watch the, the next hour, the last hour the next day. Right, right, exactly. Um, let me transition back to SmackDown, and we'll get into the match of the years, which will include, you know, some New Japan stuff. Uh, U.S. title. So Dolph Ziggler, this is all part, obviously, storyline. I kind of like it. I like it in the sense that it's easy booking for a couple of weeks. They could book, you know, first round, second round, final, this and that for the U.S. championship. But what is, what's the payoff? Is Ziggler on his way out, or what do you think is a big payoff here? Um, 
I don't know, to be honest with you, man. I, I really don't know. I don't know where they're going with this storyline, and that's what I like about it because I haven't mm-hmm. read anything online to give it away or where they're going with it. Like, nobody knows. So I, I kind of like that. Um, I did yeah. read something, and I was like, they're never going to do that. That he was going to win the Rumble. He was going to be gone to the Rumble and win it and then win the title at Mania. But that, that I don't see that happening. Um, no, I doubt it. I like where this is where this is going though. I like that, you know, for the last few months he would come out and and just crap on everybody and not even come out with entrance music and yep. prove to everybody that he's the best and then he just walks away. I think probably he's gonna come back um during the finals of the tournament mm-hmm. and whoever is in the finals cost them the match. And then take the belt and walk out. Oh, wow. that'd be cool. He would take the belt and walk out. He's like, I never right. lost it. I never officially right. relinquished it. Taking my belt and leaving. Right. Um, that'd be interesting. Do you like the shock that uh, that um, Mahal and, and Bobby Roode? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's gonna win that one, but I'm kind of shocked that Baron Corbin. I don't know who he pissed off in the back, man. I know he lost the money in the bank, the U.S. Championship. He just he continues to go down, you know. I, I don't know what happened to him or who he pissed off in the back, but and I think it's because of the way he interacts with fans on on Twitter. Yeah, that he's always like you know getting into arguments with people. He's getting punished for that. But yeah, I want to know the rest of the matches. You know, freaking yeah, they never have an official bracket. <laughs> yeah, like is is Rusev in the tournament? Because if he know. is, he's got to go all the way, man. They need oh, they yeah. need to strap the rocket to his back, and if they oh, don't, yeah. that, that that's gonna be like it'll be like what they did with Wade Barrett. Yeah, he got older, yeah. and they didn't do anything with him. Yeah, yeah. Another example would be Zack Ryder. His first run, like like off his internet show, how he got himself over, and then they just killed his push. Yeah, killed him. <laughs> Yeah, 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 for no reason. Yeah, I know, not good. All right, man. So you know, end of the year stuff. Um, I I wrote down a, a list of matches uh, that I think you know, and WWE came up with their own twenty-five, but I just came up with ten, twelve, and I mixed a little bit of ROH, a little bit of uh, New Japan, and a little bit of NXT, and, and of course the main roster. Uh, match of your candidates, like to you, I'll, I'll read. I'll read to you like what I my. My top few matches of, of 2017 are, and then you let me know where you at. Who am I? What am I missing? Um, I'm not. You know, we're not doing similar to what we did in Mania. We'll probably do that at Mania time, as far as what's the best Mania, or, or we'll do the matches version of it. But I'm gonna spit out a couple of matches. So, my my favorites of 2017 were the war, of course the War Games match between uh, I, I call them whatever. Um, uh, whatever. What is their name? Their faction name? I call them the Team ROH. <laughs> uh, um, Adam Cole. And, <laughs> what are they called? I for, I forgot. Their name is so dumb. Um, oh, I know. Team ROH. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just versus, uh, all this versus Sanity uh, versus Authors of Pain. To me, that was one of the, you know one of the best matches of the year. And I was I was shitting. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was shitting the fact that there was a that there wasn't a roof, but it wound up being better because of the spots that they did in the matchup. So def, definitely love the return of War Games. I love Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate every time they get together, whether it's NXT Chicago or even I, I saw pieces of the match, even last week on, on regular NXT TV. That was that, They always do great. 
Cena Styles is probably going to be my match of the year from Royal Rumble of a year ago. Even though they had, you know, they had a great match at SummerSlam 2016, but it still counts. I just I just rewatched that match today. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it came up on on the on the on the feed, so I was like, oh, let me just watch it. <laughs> um, I like uh, Styles Owens is okay. The feud, their best match to me was their SummerSlam match um, in Brooklyn. Uh, Usos New Day at SummerSlam, the 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 one in the uh, pre-show, and then there, of course Usos New Day and Hell in a Cell was even more amazing. Uh, Owen Shane, uh, it was a great match. It was very entertaining at Hell in a Cell. And now the next, next couple will be outside of WWE. Of course, Omega Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Omega Okada G1 Climax was amazing. Um, and then in Ring of Honor, I didn't. I saw clips of it. I was happy for Cody Rhodes. This is more for, from an emotional standpoint. I love Cody Rhodes uh, when he beat Chris Daniels and became you know, the first world champ, Rhodes champ in over three decades. And of course, uh, Ring of Honor Broken Hardys against the Young Bucks. That whole ladder match, uh, you know, the night before WrestleMania, uh, and then of course, uh, recently Dalton against Rhodes, which I heard was pretty was a pretty dope match, and Dalton Castle being a homegrown guy. So, you know, some of the matches that you're candidates for me. Um, is there any any other matches that like, what what comes to you when it comes to like the, your top couple of matches of the year, or is there are all these the same, or is there anything you want to add to it? I'm I'm pretty much on the the same. Page of you when it, when it comes yeah. to the uh, matches, match of the years. Um, mm-hmm. That Dalton Castle uh, Cody Rhodes match was pretty good. Uh, I like right. the feud from the from from the start. Um, yeah, the guy the guy's pretty good, man. Dalton Castle, he doesn't get you know the the gimmick is a little weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gimmick is a little weird, but it kind of fits into the times that we're living in. And yep. kudos to him. Um, exactly. I will add, Velveteen Dream and Aleister Black was a freaking awesome. Oh match. yeah, 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 yeah. I can't forget that. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. Velveteen Dream is going to be a star in this company if Vince McMahon doesn't mess it like, up. He's not even twenty-five, or he's about twenty-five. It's crazy, right? How insane! So young. And he has so much potential. So, agreed. So agreed. young. Match has, has, Young and talented, man, and, and for a dude that you know came in from like tough enough, yep, and um has grown over the years and embraced this character because you know you're not gonna believe in a character if the person playing it doesn't embrace it, right? So absolutely, he he embraced the character. I think his first major feud against a guy like Aleister Black was was good because it's two separate styles and two different worlds and they meshed them all together. Yep, yep, agreed, agreed, man, agreed. Well, um, what about on the women's side? I didn't pick any women matches because uh, I I felt that 2016 was a little bit better because you had uh, WrestleMania 32 the triple threat between Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte, and then Charlotte. And then the whole feud between Charlotte and Sasha, how they fought all the time in 2016. Um, in 2017, of course, you had Asuka, Ember Moon, and Asuka's dominance. Uh, and, of course, the Mae Young Classic. Uh, any matches stand out on the women's side that, that maybe you could share? Um, I don't know. Before I, before I pick my, get, give, them, give the people my pick. Uh, the finals of the Mae Young Classic was, was pretty good. 
Um, that was good. Yep, yep. Shane Baszler against uh, Kyrie Sane. That was pretty good. Yeah, that, that was a really, really good match. Um, Oscar and, and Ember Moon was was a pretty, pretty good match as well. Um, I think we were there for that, right? Takeover? I believe so. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 I rewatched it um, when I got home, and and it was even better than being there. Um, I know. No. Other than that, I mean, there hasn't really been a lot of like standout matches for the women this this year. Yeah. Um So I'm gonna go with those. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm forgetting one. The Hell in the Cell was this year, right? Um, Hell in the Cell was between Charlotte and Becky. No, that was uh, yeah. was it this year? I don't, I don't no, think so. Uh, Charlotte and 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 Sasha. On Sasha, I'm sorry. Maybe was that I don't this know. year? I could have sworn it was 2016 for some reason. <laughs> I could be I wrong. I think it was probably. Uh. One match that stands out, I don't remember when it happened. I, I want to say it's probably after Ember Moon, but right before her injury, or uh, was um, it, not a lot of people probably saw it. It was uh, Asuka against Nikki Cross, and uh, the ending was Asuka puts Nikki Cross, uh, throws her off the ladder, and, and they go through a table. And Asuka, it was a last man standing action. Oh, and she, yes. yeah, and she, exactly. yeah, and she won it. That was a that was a very physical matchup. <laughs> to me, that was one of my favorites of the year on the women's side. So that was a really, really good match. Yeah, man. Yeah. NXT, man, it's good every Wednesday nights. And the ratings for the for the NXT on USA wasn't that bad. I, 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 I don't think it hit a million people, but I think around 800,000 people. Saw yeah, it. Like, for NXT. a little over 800,000, which was pretty decent, considering yeah. they didn't really promote it. Right. Exactly. Um, so my last topic. What happened? No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, man. My last, uh, I guess, topic. There's, a, there, you know, every every couple of months, there's going to be call ups. Now, as as you know, a lot of people, you know, Raw and SmackDown has rated NXT roster. Um, who do you think will be the next guys called up? And they usually get called up the night after WrestleMania. So, do you see Authors of Pain, Alistair Black? Do you see Siang Almas? Uh, <coughs> I don't know. What do you think? Um, Authors of Pain is a definite. Um, mm-hmm. They were supposed to get called up before, and then they 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 held back on that. Um, yep. Definitely gonna happen. Um, probably gonna say, um, the iconic duo is gonna get called up. Yep. Which I hope they don't. I like them in NXT, but you know, they have to get called up sooner or later. Absolutely. Um, that's definitely gonna gonna happen. Uh, probably no no way Jose is gonna get called yeah. up. I don't know I why. I just feel like you know they're gonna get him out of NXT. Yeah. It's not gonna last long when once he comes up because I mean he didn't really do much in NXT. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Next year, like twenty twenty nineteen. Um, yep. That's going to be the year of, like, you know, probably Gargano and, and Shiampa and, and those people getting called up. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Well, speaking of uh, new signees, so as you know, as they get called up, you know, NXT gets the roster gets thin. Uh, I read somewhere that uh, 
War Machine is going to supposedly going to sign with the WWE after Wrestle Kingdom. And I, I think I, War, War Machine is, is a go for sure. And I think Ricochet, I, I believe you even told me that in the past. That I think Ricochet is going to be a go as well. But do you see those guys yeah, actually signing? Actually signing that, that yeah, right? it's happening. Uh, January, they'll, they'll, they'll be at the Performance Center. As per my source. My inside source, <laughs> he's back. Yep. So uh, he's saying that because uh, I think I, I told you this back in September. That's when that's when that's when I found out. But it's for right. sure that it's happening. Um, January 2018, you'll be at the performance center. So I I could see Ricochet debuting at one of the takeovers. Oh wow, I could see that happening too. Uh, and then any, you see anybody? Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be great as far as with the tag division. Uh, they need it. You know, we need all the help we could get on Raw, or more on Raw than SmackDown, uh, but but just in general. So it'll be great to see them in in the WWE. Uh, and the big question, I, I pose this question to everyone, and, and I believe you kind of already gave your answer. So Omega's contract expires when? Twenty eighteen. January. Oh, it is January. Okay. Yeah. Do you expect them to re-sign him for another one-year deal? Or do you think they'll finally make the jump? Um. Well, apparently the whole Chris Jericho going out there is to try to convince him right. to come to WWE. Right. Uh, I don't see that happening, though. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't see that happening. Um I don't think that he's going to leave New Japan. He's got a pretty sweet deal. They got that Hot Topic deal. He's making um, pretty decent money. Yeah. So I don't even think it's about the money. I just think it's the creative freedom. Like creative, have that yeah. YouTube show, you know, he he does whatever he wants in Japan, and, and people love it. Yeah. And, you know, him seeing, like, what's happening with Gal's Medicine, what they're doing with Nakamura, I don't. Balor. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I did. I did read um, a few months ago, and I think I shared it with you that Vince McMahon mm-hmm. really wants Kenny Omega, and if he was to sign, he's gonna push him to the moon. And right. like the plan was for him to debut at the Rumble, be a surprise entrant, win the whole thing, go to Mania, and win the title, um, mm-hmm. carry the company. But I don't see that happening. Right. I think uh, there's been too much damage done with his friends and how unhappy they are, and, and I don't think he's going to make the the jump. I know. I know. The only guy that kind of made that transition was AJ Styles, and even he struggled a little bit, but under the tutelage of, like, Jericho and those guys, he's, he's been able to make that transition, and he's he's one of the best, man. He's one of the best on WWE now. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right, sir. Matt, thank you. We spoke Raw, SmackDown, Ring of Honor, New Japan, everything. So it's been a pleasure to have you on to to close uh, 2017. Thank you, sir. Anytime, man. Let me know. I'm on the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right, man. I'm going to just close you out, and then I'm going to wrap up the show, man. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. Thank you, man. Thanks. Bye. All right, man. Thanks, man. All right, right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Ralphie. So just to close out, we had Matthew Ryan Shapiro. We discussed... Uh, the Capital Wrestling Show this Friday at the 
Capitol Auditorium, 301 Garden Street in Hoboken, New Jersey. And then with Ralphie, we discussed the, the latest situation in Raw, SmackDown, heading into the Rumble. And then we discussed some of the match of the year candidates uh, as well. All right, it's been a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Thank you for being part of Episode 200, a milestone for us here at Choked Out Radio. It's been a pleasure. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Speak to you next year. Take care. Thank you.